marathon just spread out over a day and a half or so. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that. Like, that's a really cool accomplishment. So I was like, the next step really is to run a half marathon. That right. was the next thing. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be so good at it. And then we left on our trip, and I haven't done anything since. <laughs> well, because right after that, you got pregnant. Actually, I, ha- I did run a little bit before I got pregnant. I was exercising a little bit, but it got a little stressful there. So yeah. anyway. So, um, I think Michael, he struggled. <laughs> I didn't train enough <laughs> as much as I He's thought. He's like, I I, I'll be good. I'll be uh, good. I'm, oh, I have one of the hard legs. Yeah, uh, eh, I, I have I'll this be good. bad habit of procrastinating my training until it's like the event. I mean, like, okay, so my second leg was eight miles uphill at midnight, <laughs> and I think it would have been probably a good idea for me to have done that a couple times before the race, so I was right? like prepared. I didn't. I didn't. The most you ran was five miles with me. Yeah. Because that was my biggest one that I had to run. And I was just kind of like, I'll be all right. It'll be fine. (laughs) So I don't even remember my first. I don't even remember. I remember your first leg. leg, What was it? It was, that was it. Running uphill in the dark. That was my second leg. Oh, then your first one was your easiest one. I think you're right. And you just. No, you're right. Yeah, my first one was yeah. really easy. It was like two and a half miles. Yeah. So I'm super simple. It's like not even a run. <laughs> yeah. Not even a run. Like a, no, I mean, that is a run, but. I was barely tired afterwards. Training. And then that night, because in between legs is probably a solid, you know, eight or nine hours. Yeah. You know, so because everybody else is taking their turns before it's your turn again. Mm-hmm. And by the time it was my turn again, so we started at like 5 a.m. or something, 6 a.m., super early. Yeah. And then I took my first leg around the afternoon, and then my second leg didn't come till like midnight. And I hadn't slept at all. Nobody had been sleeping because we had all 12 people in one van. Oh, that was hard. <laughs> that was rough. Um, and so it's like midnight, and I'm tired, sure, but I'm also like, okay, I got this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a great job. I'm going to run all these miles. I'm going to do it quick. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is I <laughs> ran this exact same leg back in 2012. Yep. The exact same eight miles. And it killed me then too. (laughs) The only difference was I walked a lot in in 2012. But this time I I jogged um, and I didn't walk like hardly at all. But it still took me a long time. Becca will laugh because when I finally got to the end, I was jogging. He thought he was jogging. He actually, he was like delirious. He thought he was jogging and he was literally walking like an old man. Yeah. Like literally. And he collapsed into me and Johnny Tanner's arms when he got to the end and we drug him to the van and put him in there. And he was just like, oh, oh, oh. And then I <laughs> laid down and everyone's dying. like, hey, are you okay? Everybody Good was job. so Good job. worried about you. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, <laughs> uh. Michael, promise me if we do Ragnar again with the YouTubers, you will train more. I promise <laughs> I will train more. I was so unprepared. <laughs> Everybody it was, was bad. so worried about him. They're like, he's going to die. It was really bad. <laughs> they were like, what do you need? What do you need? Uh, water? Okay. Do you need a granola bar? Do you need uh, uh, caffeine? Anything? What do you need? Like, pr- uh, you know, protein bar, whatever. They were all dying to help him because they just, he, they were so worried about yeah, him. Yeah. I, it was bad. And <laughs> I, I, I just remember feeling very delirious and just kind of being like, I love you guys. Yeah, he said, I love you guys. Yeah, I love you guys. Friends. You're so good. Like, <laughs> it brought him to his breaking point. It really did. Yeah. And actually, I felt like the next day, I felt surprisingly not that bad. <laughs> but on my third leg, 
after a couple miles. You it, wish you had a third leg at that point to walk. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Don't know you can edit that part. <laughs> That's wow. Well, anyways. Anyways. Too bad. It's in. Don't be inappropriate, Becca. I'm s- I said for walking. You're thinking bad thoughts, and I didn't say anything bad. So <laughs> my third leg, I had to go five miles. And the first, like, t- three miles were okay. Or maybe two miles were okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I was doing good. Yeah. And then my legs started to hurt really bad, and my knees started to hurt really bad. Everything started to hurt and real I, bad. And I was going uphill again th- during the and last but this leg. this is the different the part. You, well, okay, you traded one of your oh, easier legs. I did, for didn't I? the hard leg because... Another person on the team was having a really hard time, and they were like, I just don't think I can do it. I, I really don't that. think I can do it. And you're like, I can do it. I can do it. I'll do it. So I traded with someone. I forgot that I yes. did that. And so she was really relieved, but you were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be fine. It's totally fine. Do you remember who it was? Yes. But I don't know if I want to say. That's okay. Yeah. I do remember who it was. Okay. I'll tell you a secret who it is. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. So, um... I thought that's who it was. Yeah. So um, after about three miles, <laughs> I've got like a mile and a half, two miles to go, and my Pause. legs were hurting. What? In the meantime, I'm like, where is he? This is taking too long. Something is wrong. Well, you guys drove past me as I was running. We drove past you. You looked fine. I was fine. And we were like, oh, okay, we'll just go to the next stop and wait for him to come. He didn't come. He kept not coming. And I was like, seriously getting worried like there were there were the runners were almost gone like we got there when there was a ton of runners coming and we were like oh he's gonna be here any minute he didn't come it was so scary anyways back to your story so i was going up this hill and i was like man this is killing my knees like it's starting to hurt really bad um and so i decided to try running backwards and i was like hey this new feels muscles. Great. <laughs> it's like I traded my old muscles for new ones. I don't feel any one. pain anymore. So I was like, yeah, and I was cruising, just running backwards. And then after that got hard, I'd turn and run forward again. And then I was like, okay, this is good. So like, I was still moving quicker than just walking, but but it was like running backwards, and then I'd run forward, and then I'd run backwards, and then I'd run forward, and that worked really well until I had like half a mile left. <laughs> and that's a long, like that's still a long way. When it's way. really steep uphill. It By wasn't really steep. It was just like a slow, Ooh. gradual, never-ending uphill. It was uphill. a big mountain, though. Yeah. For miles, it was just steady uphill. Yeah. And so I had like a half it a mile to go. It was one of the hardest, mile, the hardest legs of the race that yeah. he did. So I, was, so I had a half mile to go. I'd exhausted the running backward and forward method. Yep. And I was just like... Just dragging, basically, at this point. Meanwhile... Limping, almost. Limping backwards <laughs> meanwhile i'm like i had stopped just waiting at the end because i was like he's not coming he's not coming he's not coming like this is like an hour i felt like i maybe it wasn't an hour i feel bad that all the drama was about me of the whole race <laughs> like i dragged the whole team down no they would have raced and finished at a good time but my pace was so bad no it's I didn't all right train enough. they all love you oh i hope so they do <laughs> they love you they were like oh you too <laughs> but um so i started to get worried all of the other teammates started to get worried too and they were starting to like i they were waiting at the end and i like started getting a little further into the like going back to try and find him and they were like 
they could tell that I was kind of worried because, you know, I was, I don't know, I was just searching for him. I, like, I couldn't find him. He kept not coming. So they started coming with me, going back to try and find Michael. And we started going further back and further back and further back. And finally, finally, like, we stopped and we just waited. And there was another person who said, have you guys seen this person? And I said, no, have you guys seen Michael? You know, like, and we started talking with this other person. They're like, they broke their arm not too long ago and they decided to run anyway. And they had this horrible surgery. And, it, I, and so I was like communicating with this other team that was like really worried because they had lost a person and we had lost a person and we were just standing there waiting. And finally, I wasn't lost. I was just really slow. Yes. Finally. Didn't they come back with the van and like drive and try to see me? They might have, I but it was like right van. at the tail end when you were almost there anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, he slowly started coming up the hill and I was like, is that him? Is he running backwards? <laughs> he was running backwards, except he wasn't running backwards. He was walking very slowly backwards and he finally, Lived finally in. came and it was like... It was so sad. It, I just felt so bad. Everybody felt so bad. And you did such a good job. And you made it. And it was in the heat of the day. It was in the hottest time of the day. That had a big part of, like, yeah. to do with it. Because if it I was think I was cool, really thirsty, too. He was really thirsty. He was very exhausted. We didn't, he didn't get any sleep the night before. And like, like any, yeah. had <laughs> come off of that horrible run the day before. And then he had <sighs> another horrible run right, right after. And, oh. Uh, <laughs> It was, it was bad. I just remember getting to the van and I remember crying. You were crying and you collapsed and everybody was and helping you. Were crying. you. And I was like patting your back and everybody was just like, are you okay? Are you okay? And yeah. getting you everything. It was even more than the day before when they were all worried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was good too. Like I felt like we made a really good connection with everybody. And yeah. We got to know everybody very well. And you know, when you run, you hit a point of desperation. Yeah. Like, you just hit that point, and then things aren't so funny, and you start thinking what's what matters most. And, like, I don't know. It just pushes you to a point that's healthy for you to think clearly and to process what really matters in life. And, like, I've always had my most clear inspirational thoughts and promptings when I'm running. Mm. And then when I'm done running, I'm like, wow. That was incredible yeah. and so hard and so good. We Every should time. run more. I guess you're. I'm. I can't wait to run. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, I can't wait to run until I'm like until I'm not. Are you waiting recovering. for six weeks or eight weeks? Whenever I feel good enough to. Well, you're, like, you're meeting you're, with the doctor at six weeks. Yeah, we'll so see. He'll give you yes or no. I yeah. guess. I'm at four weeks right now. Almost five. Almost five. Yeah, but almost. Anyways, baby's crying. <laughs> Oh, do you need to feed him? Didn't you just barely feed him? Maybe. Yes. He probably has a, bur a burp or something, but he's crying in the other room. Are they trying to get your attention? Yes. They have been. <laughs> <laughs> so well, what, do you, what do you want to do? So... Uh, let's finish this off and we'll take a break. Another one. Do you just want to do a short episode or do we want to talk about scuba diving in this one too? Oh, scuba diving. Because I don't feel like that's its own episode either. No, let's just finish it with scuba diving. Okay. So. 
Now let's talk about another hard thing that you've done. Yes. Well, I did it too, actually. You me, did it me too. Me and Ryan. But you actually wanted to do it, and you <laughs> did it of your own free will. <laughs> you were forced to learn how to go scuba diving. Is That's that how I felt. <laughs> I did say yes. I held your hand and I said, let's do it together. It'll be fun. You really, really wanted me to do it. It was pure pressure, but it's okay hey, because it was good. but you wanted to too. And you well, had fun. Well, I, I never would have done it on my own. Yeah. It's just, so Michael got scuba certified with, with Ryan. And Ryan and him loved it. And they were like, this is so cool. But the problem is we want to film all these videos and we really need you to be certified too. So we can have somebody to film. And so, you know, we'll have enough people to kind of make it exciting. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do scary. I'm, not, oh, I'm afraid, whatever. So I finally agreed to it. And then we went and started getting scuba certified. And I realized I have a couple of fears that I didn't understand. I didn't even know that I had. Like, I get claustrophobic underwater. But... I was able to overcome that, so that was really good. And I have a fear of underwater heights, so basically giant dark holes. Underwater. Underwater. Yeah, thalassophobia. What? Yep, that's his actual fear. Oh. Cody is telling us that it is a real thing. Yep. Wow, read the definition Are you, to Do us you have thalassophobia? No, I've just heard of it. Okay. Wow. I didn't know it was real. I well, feel now you so feel justified. See? See? <laughs> it's real. Here we go. Thalassophobia can include fear of being in large bodies of water, fear of the vast emptiness of the sea, of sea waves, or fear of distance from land. Yes, I have fear of distance from land. Wait, say those again. I want to say which ones vast I have. Vast bodies of water sea and with sea waves. I don't have sea waves or vast bodies uh, of water. That's I do have that. The vast emptiness of the sea. I so am a little bit afraid of that. Just, like just when we were jet skiing, like the idea of going out into the middle of the ocean and not being able to see land. Deep water. Deep water that's what, scares that's me so bad. Fear. There you go. <laughs> but especially if I'm in the water and I'm looking down, like with a, a mask on, and it's a giant hole. I'm like. Hey. Okay, there's an alien <laughs> giant fish in there that's just going to come up the second I look away, and it's going to eat me and pull me down into that dark hole. That's how I feel every okay. single time. Okay, <laughs> you might have that fear, but you faced it. You, yes. Like, it's not... It's not uh, it's not paralyzing to you. Well, you know? I mean, it has been before, but I have faced because it. Because I'm the same way. Like, just the idea of not <laughs> like, being able to see the bottom is terrifying. Like, it's enough I get it. that I, I'm like, oh, I'm fine if I'm looking all around outside the water and there's a, cl a bank nearby. But the second I, like, put my head down and look in the water, I go, <laughs> hey, like, I've done in it. my mask and I just can't breathe. I've done it and I'm, too. Or I'm like, hyperventilating i've done that too so scary <laughs> i was swimming across the lake one time in oregon yeah in cottage grove reservoir yes and i i can't see the bottom and it's yep. it's scary <laughs> especially I, even, I have tingles in my hands and my feet right now just talking about you it. hyperventilating right now reminded me of me hyperventilating doing the exact same you thing you saw a toilet underwater oh that did scare <laughs> me a lot <laughs> dude okay when <laughs> you are when you're a 30 or 40 feet under the surface of the water at night, at night okay. the only thing that you can see with is flashlights yep. and it's very murky water with all these plants and fish just sitting there 
like asleep in the night, water. The fish are moving. sleeping. They're not moving. They're just sitting there, like floating, and they're staring at you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're like, "What is that? What is that thing?" And then you go, <laughs> and in then your you mask. get closer and closer <laughs> because it's like that is not a normal thing. What is that? What is that? And what it's is a that? toilet. Well, the the water, the water like changes and, and it, like manipulates things, makes it look different. It yeah. warps things underwater, and so. What you think you're looking at isn't quite right until you get up close to it, and then you're like, oh, that's what that is. Well, you can't see more than 15 feet in front of you with the flashlights yeah. in the water at night. <laughs> and so at any minute, a huge barracuda could come up and kill me, <laughs> eat me and swallow me whole. That would be really or sad. Or a shark in the fresh water of Sand Hollow. <laughs> yeah. It's a real possibility. <laughs> so... Needless to say, I've conquered a few fears myself. Like toilets underwater. That I didn't even know I had. He didn't know he had a fear <laughs> of toilets underwater, you know? Like he conquered that fear. He didn't even know. What's the word for that, Cody? Hydrotoilophobia. Got it. Woo. I used to have that. Not no more. <laughs> Not no more. Might still scare you if you saw one unexpectedly, <laughs> but you know, you'll get over it. <laughs> so you so you went through the whole certification process flawlessly. Oh my goodness, not flawlessly. You were perfect and okay. it wasn't until we got to the, the crater That's true. that you started okay, getting scared. I I had to get used to breathing underwater. I was claustrophobic underwater. Once I put my mask on and I went under where there wasn't a like, you know, the normal Snorkel, snorkel that goes up and you yeah. can just breathe. Once I went further than that, I started going <laughs> you know, even in a pool, I couldn't, like, I, I, and then I just had to slowly, and then the other issue I had was there's a test you have to do where you let your water, your mask fill with water. So the mask is separate from the snorkel device, like, or the, the mouthpiece. mouthpiece that lets air into your mouth. And something about not, about having to close my eyes and water being covering all of my eyes and my goggles being off, but still trying to breathe, breathe through my mouth. And not through your nose. And not through my Nothing's nose. Even though there's, nose. yeah, there's nothing plugging my nose, but there's water on the ridge of my nose. Yeah, you have to like not Like have to nose. completely. It's oh, it's so hard. Well, and so you breathe in through the mask or through the mouthpiece, mouthpiece and then you breathe out through the no nose. And it kind of pushes air out of your goggles. But, oh, that... Even now, I like it's such a weird process in my mind that I have to calculating like I have to think about it very focused. Focused. I have to put all my energy into focusing on how to do it correctly, or else I will suck in water through my nose and start coughing and not be able to breathe and like panic. Just I think panic is the biggest thing. Panic. The whole reason you go through all the training is to for not the panic. Is so that you don't panic when the scary. Because it happens. comes naturally to panic. Because you actually, we underwater. go through through the certification. We have to practice sharing air with each other, so that in case something's wrong with your regulator yes. or your tank, that you have some air. And you always have somebody with you, a buddy. And even though I've been through the training multiple times, because I went through it with you, yeah. like if I was sixty feet underwater and something happened to my tank or my regulator, I legitimately believe I would panic and go right up. And that's and not what that's you're supposed to do. And will give you the bends. Yeah. It will make you very sick. But I, like, I'm so convinced that I would panic, even though I've been trained not yeah. to. Yeah, well, yeah. 
that because it's natural. That's your natural that's your instinct. Natural it's instinct, like right. all of scuba training is to train you on how to not act naturally. <laughs> well, because once you get into panic mode, you stop thinking logically, yeah. and that's when you get hurt. Yes. So it's all about training you how not to panic. To trust your equipment, to trust yes. your buddy, and to oh. to not panic. And scuba diving is not an aerobic exercise. I learned that it's not like it's you not hard. You, it's very like calm. Yeah. Slow. Sport or whatever, if you call it a sport. Um, so, the most interesting thing that happened to me when I was scuba diving, though, we actually have footage of this and we have a vlog. It might not be Because we were vlogging. Anymore. Oh, that's true. It might I not. deleted a lot of videos. That's true. But <laughs> we did have footage, or we might still, um, where we went to the crater, which is here in Utah, and 65 it's 65 feet, feet down. And we went down, and I was taking the test because that's what we were doing. It was a test on how to be scuba certified, right? And um, I went through. So there's, it's like an underwater playground set up specifically for scuba divers because it's such a deep, dark hole in, and it's like a what is it, a hot spring? So it's warm water during the winter all it's year like a round. Hot tub, yeah. Um, up in Midway, Utah. And anyways, how far down were you when you, I was probably 20 feet from the bottom. Something it was, there was a ring that was kind of like a hula hoop underwater and everybody had gone through it. And I turned my head to the side. I think you were probably only, or I maybe tried 20 to feet maybe down. go, um, no, I wasn't 20 feet down. I know for a fact, I was this 20 on the feet first down trip or the second trip. Cause the first trip. second trip. Okay. You're, yeah. you're not talking about what happened the first time. What, what happened the first time? You started getting dizzy. No, this is the second time. I didn't get dizzy the you first time. You had no time. problems the first time? Because mm -hmm. I thought you did. And we talked about it. And we pl made a plan. Nope. And then we went down to the 65. I didn't get dizzy the first time. I was perfectly fine all the way up until the second dive. Okay. And anyways, um, people were doing kind of a, a flip underwater. Like letting the water, you know, just... I don't know, doing a flip like you would underwater. And they were d going through the hula hoop when they did it. And I was like, oh, that looks like fun. I want to do that. So I tried it. And all of a sudden, I just wanted to fall asleep. Like I wanted, I was fainting underwater, which is so scary. <laughs> it was so scary. And um, I just like, I, it messed with my equilibrium or something. And then I... I just wanted to fall asleep. To I started to get dizzy. And I think the blood And my eyes left. started to kind of just shut. Like if, if it was You know you stand up water, too fast and all the blood rushes from your head? But it was more than that. And you that. start to black out? It's yeah. kind of like that. I, I think was starting to black out. I was starting to Something with the faint. flip took the blood out of your, your head and you started to lose consciousness. Or equilibrium. Something. Anyways, it was so scary. I just was like, okay, good night. Like <laughs> I would have been doing this if I were outside of the water i just kind of was like <laughs> and then um i think i at that point i i knew enough to do this which is something's wrong right and then you grabbed me and just were like holding on to me and staring in my mask and i was just kind of like nodding and like my eyes were closing that's all i remember and i was starting to fall asleep and then I started to come to, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no. oh, I almost fainted underwater. Oh, my goodness, I almost fell asleep. And, and you would have just held my mask in, so mm -hmm. I wouldn't, 
you know, like, so I wouldn't As long have, as the mask stays on your face, you air. can keep breathing. Oh, but it was so scary. And then um, my the person who was training us held on to me because she's like, the first thing people do when, the, when something bad happens is they just want to shoot to the ceiling or shoot to the top and get out of the water. And we were down at, like, the deepest part, so we couldn't do that. Or else I would have gotten the bends have and have to stop. go through like a right. hyperbaric chamber or whatever it is to fix that. Oh, so I had to have a safety stop. She held me there and she would not let go of me. She was holding me so tight because I was like, <laughs> I was just trying to like calm down. And I tried to, I don't know. It's hard to, you can't communicate. You can't talk underwater. So you can't say what happened. And everybody's right. kind of like, what's going on? Anyways, we got to the top. And we did the safety I think stop. You did Everything was like okay. This. Like you. Were oh yeah. Like you're I trying to signal. Like I feel dizzy or like something's weird. You're making weird gestures. I was, to I was like something's wrong. Uh, like I'm dizzy. You know, I don't know. Does this mean dizzy? I don't know. This means crazy. But I'm crazy. <laughs> something's wrong. I'm crazy. <laughs> I think we got it. That there was something <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah. So they just held on to me. Looked at my face. Made sure I was okay. We went to the safety stop. I got out. And guess what? I got certified. No, because we went all the way oh. down too. And if this happened, that was we went, we went all the way down before that happened. It was on the way back up. Anyways, I remember, I remember. so differently than you do because I remember you had a different experience. I was with you. You're in a I different body than me. <laughs> I remember coming back to the surface, talking about it, realizing your weakness with the potential of fainting, oh, and yeah, then I remember I going back down to the very bottom, and I remember watching you like a hawk because I was super worried that you were going to have another problem. And I remember going to the very bottom. We got to put our arm into the bubbly hot springs. And I remember going all the way back up. And I remember celebrating because you didn't have any problems that time. Yeah, it didn't happen like that in my mind. <laughs> well, considering that you were in and out of consciousness, no, I think my story is that. more accurate. No. Thank you very much. Wow. Beach theory out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Rude. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i remember that we went down to 20 feet and did that one perfectly and we went back up and then we we did the did we do two or three dives this that's the part story. i don't remember anyway um on the <laughs> dive where we went down all the way we went all the way down to the bottom and i was very proud of myself and i did touch the bottom and felt all the bubbles and all the stuff and it was very weird and exciting and then on the way back up we did the loop-de-loop, -loop, and that's when it happened because it was the last thing of the day. And don't you give me that look. Oh, I can see you out of the corner <laughs> of my eyes. <laughs> Anyways, oh, I can't even... <laughs> let me cover your face both ways so I can't see you on camera and I can't see you in real life. <laughs> Who are you going to trust? The crazy lady? Oh, wow. <laughs> Anyways, I'm right. He's wrong. End of story. Beach theory out. <laughs> Mike <laughs> drop. <laughs> hey, anyway, I think that is it for today's podcast, you guys. Wow. We conquered some fears. This we is took how we fight, challenges. guys. <laughs> this is actually how we fight. I'm not fighting. I know, but I'm just saying this is how we actually fight in real life. Oh, it's always with laughter. <laughs> and disagreeing with each other and just, ah! That's how I fight, at least. Well, you're really cute. <laughs> So, honestly, it doesn't matter which one happened. Yeah, because same outcome. 
I think we'll let you, the audience decide to use their best judgment who was right believe and who me. was wrong. Believe me. So let us know in the comments. In the comments below, <laughs> tell me that I won, not him. <laughs> Say you love me more and that I won. Okay. Beach theory out. <laughs> hey, that's it. No, <laughs> seriously, guys. Next time we're going to talk about our summer trip. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. And if you guys have ever run a race or if you guys have ever scuba dived, let us know your experience and maybe and give us some, some pointers or something. So I think we'll be doing more of that in the future eventually. Oh, I want to so bad. Yeah. I will get there. It's yeah. a process, but I will get back to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. With that, I think we're done. Let's say it at the same time. Ready? Beach. Oh. Beach, Beach theory, theory out. out. Let's try that again. Beach theory out. <laughs>be talking about something we haven't talked about before just like every podcast yay <laughs> now i can't remember what we're talking so last about. week we <laughs> talked about <laughs> the end of vlogging and we started doing just scripted stuff why we stopped vlogging that's right we were gonna talk about our road trip but we got distracted which was totally cool yeah this week we're also not gonna talk about the road trip we're gonna talk about ragnar ragnar is a race that is a Relay race with a whole, a whole bunch, what is it, like 12 different people or something? 12 team. 12 members in a team. And you go over like 250 miles or 200 miles? Just over 200 miles. 200 miles um, in, a ra- in a relay. And it was the first race I've ever signed up for that I was actually like training for. All the other ones were like 5Ks that I was like, I hate running. I hate running. You're I like, want to do oh, this. Three miles. I'll just not train and just hope that I can do it and then yeah. die. Yeah, that's what I did every time. And yeah. So we had some <laughs> friends that were that were doing the Ragnar. Some YouTuber friends. Yes. April and Davy Orgill. That and we weren't. We didn't really know them very well until they invited us to do Ragnar. Right. And so they and said, we were like, "Come with us. What? Let's do Ragnar yeah, together." Yeah, we're kind of needing that right now. And so you trained a lot. I trained a lot because I had a personal trainer and I was like, I'm doing Ragnar and I'm so nervous because it was going to be three different legs. Um, and I think the most mine was, was like maybe five or six miles. Was that was the like longest? the biggest one that I had. And then I had like two other ones that were like three miles and two miles or something. I had a little bit harder leg. I had and to. So you have three different legs, all different lengths. And that was mine. I had to run uphill. <laughs> so. So the race took place days before we left on our big road trip. And that's why we're talking about it first. Yes. But training started months beforehand. Oh, and before Ragnar, we bought our RV and didn't tell anyone because it was supposed to be a surprise from mystery. <laughs> so who else was on the race with us? We had the Orgils. We had the Tannerites, Johnny yep. and Sarah Tanner. We had the Shumways. Which is Rad Swim. They have awesome swimsuits. Uh-huh. And then we had mom and dad from that YouTube family. 
Yes, and, and we won't we say had their names. Um, the Alvies. And just just, just Amelie. Amelie. Yeah. So she's from. Alvy. What's her channel? I always want to say her old. The channel. Good Bits. The Good Bits. Is their new name. Yeah. Um, and then you and me, and there had to have been somebody else that was solo. Because Amelie yes, was solo. Yes. Um, D Mill. Oh. Derek Miller. Yep, from Meet the Millers. He yep. was also there. So we had our 12-person team, and we trained a lot. We, we had like a we started. That was where we started uh, Marco Polo. Yeah, because they were all doing Marco Polo group And I was like, talking. I don't like Marco Polo. And then we started it, and it was like, huh, maybe this is But it was cool so because bad. everyone could go on and be like, okay, I'm training. I'm running today. I'm feeling good. Motivating each other. Yeah, it's kind of motivating. Yes. So that was a really awesome opportunity for us to get closer and get to know some other YouTubers yep. in a little bit. In the last episode, we know. talked about... Um, Clamor. We went to Clamor. And while we were at Clamor, we actually did a run in the morning, got up early and went and ran with our group because most of them were there. So it was really fun to train with them. I have never been more nervous, though. I was so, like, dying. I was so nervous. Were you just afraid of letting down the team? Or? Yeah, I was just, uh, everybody seemed in my eyes like runners. And I've never been a runner. I know. I hate <laughs> I, okay, actually, I'll say I hated running, like yeah. with a passion, hated running. And I never thought in a million years I would love it. And now I love it. And it's not just because of Ragnar, but I found out something really, really, really cool when I was training for Ragnar. And that was like, I talked to my trainer and I was like, hey, I'm going to be training for Ragnar. And she's like, okay, you need to be at least running a mile a day. Like, you got to get going. And I was like, oh, no, I only have two months, which is a great amount of time to train for a big race like that, by the way, from You didn't scratch. even start training until two months before yep. the race? <laughs> um, but I had been physically active and going to the gym a lot before that anyway. Um, but I, I started running and I was like, I'm just not getting it. I don't, it's not fun. It hurts so much. I am miserable. And she actually helped me with getting set up with what's called a MyZone. And it's just like a heart rate monitor. But it is an app that connects to your phone. And it, you wear a strap uh, like underneath on your belly kind of. And it helps to monitor your heart rate. And it tells you what kind of zone you're in. Like if you're resting heart rate or like you're burning fat or you know if you get into the red you're burning muscle which you should only do very minimally just like it it taught me when i was overdoing it and then i ran with this heart rate monitor on for the first time all the other times i would just run and die like i just felt like i would run and be like oh why do people like this it hurts so well, much you basically I, were sprinting i didn't realize expecting to be I able was, to sprint forever because i was looking at everyone else going ah oh, that's how they do it i just have to run like everybody else so i'll just do what they do so i'd do it and i would die after like one minute and then i was like i can't do this like, why this do people so like painful, this so uncomfortable i'm dying i yeah. hate this so i would go so once i put the heart rate monitor on i realized I was in the red, which is burning muscle, like almost instantly, because I was just not used to running and I had no idea what pace to go at. So I was like, oh, and I told my trainer, she's like, well, don't run in the red. Make sure you're either in the green or, you know, like in the green or the yellow, because the yellow is like burning fat, you know, getting your heart rate really good. And you're not too hard. Yeah, it was not too working your body too hard. So I was like, okay. So I started running and just staying in the green and the yellow. 
And oh my goodness, I started to love running. And this is like, you have no idea how big of a deal this is to me. I hated running my whole life, all the way up until just last year. I didn't like running either my whole life until I trained for Ragnar, actually back in 2012. 2012. um, I ran Ragnar. But and I didn't have a heart rate monitor. No. But I was just listening to my body, and anytime and I didn't my know body how to do that. was like, <laughs> if I started dying, then I'd just walk, and then when I felt better, I'd run again. And I never was running fast; it was always just kind of an easy run. Yeah. So to me, I enjoyed that because I wasn't pushing myself too hard. Yeah. But I think you were just like, no, I have to be running well, because it up to you this don't level understand. from like, the beginning. I'm so slow that if I were to run at his pace, even. Even him just running from doing nothing and just starting to run, he's way faster than me. Like, so I just thought I was doing it wrong. And I thought I was right. just really, really, really bad at it. But in reality, my pace is just much slower than everyone else. Right. And so I thought I was terrible at running and I hated it because it hurt so much. But really, I just have a slower pace and that's okay. <laughs> and you had to learn to listen to your body. And yeah. actually, as you train more, following that heart rate monitor... You then get I better. got better and you better and better and better. And then I was like, oh, this is why how people can run fast. Or then I also like started to get a runner's high, which I've I've heard about my whole life and never experienced like, up until last fun. year. It's exhausting. Like, are you talking? <laughs> what are you? Are you kidding me? Like, what? What about this is fun? There's no enjoying like enjoy. <laughs> yeah, nothing enjoyable about that. But once I started enjoying the runner's high and feeling that, then I was like, oh, this is why people like it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so and we then trained. I started getting really good at it. Yeah, you were. And I was running a lot too. I, I remember going for a run and James actually wanted to go with me one time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to, you know, go slow for you. I'm not going <laughs> to like, if you really want to come, you got to keep up, you know? And yeah. he's like, oh, I want to. I think this will be fun. And so... He got like some running shoes on or whatever and some shorts and he was ready to go. Uh-huh. And he kept up with me the entire time. That's really good. And we went like, I want to say three miles. Wow. And like by the time we got home, he was like, he was doing good. Like, wow. I couldn't believe it. But I think it's just like. Kids have a lot more energy than kids adults. Kids just have more Naturally. energy. And he weighs like 50 pounds. Yeah. So he's like. He's like, this is fun. Wanna I'm, run I'm 200 10? pounds. That's a lot harder <laughs> to run three miles. So maybe that's why. <laughs> but no, he had a really good time going with me. And it was fun yeah. running together. That's that's really cool. So um, we were training. I trained for two months. It was like June 6th or something. That's when the race began. Yeah. I think it was, was it over, like, uh, June? I thought it was, like, June 2nd. June Might have been 1st that. and 2nd or something. It was June, beginning of June. And I was actually, it was literally the weekend before we left on our huge trip with Yeah, Mr. so it was, e. like, the Ragnar was Friday, Saturday, and then yeah. we left on Monday. Yeah. And I was <laughs> so stressed about that because, um, well... Once I accomplished Ragnar, I was like, I want to run a half marathon. And then we left on the trip and it was like, there's no way I was going to even go running. Or you were at least like, I want to keep running. I wanted to keep running. And we couldn't even do that because, it, well. We were in scary places. And yeah, uncomfortable. Uh, uncomfortable, scary places. And I would have been by myself running because we had all the kids with us and Michael. It was no like, more built-in babysitters. Yeah, it was, it was 
speaking of that. <laughs> so, but the day of the race uh, came. We yeah. went and stayed the night. Uh, we got all together the night before, and we had dinner at a yep. place. And I don't remember where. And we all got Flash t-shirts. That's right. And it was at a pizza place, Firehouse Pizza Subs or yeah, something. Yeah, I just remember it was pizza, and it was good. It was really good, and it was... And then we stayed the night at someone's house. At Who's Derek Miller's house. That's right, Miller's house. And we had... I was so nervous. I was just dying. Oh, it was really hard. I Okay, that was one of the... There are certain things that I feel like we've done since I've been an adult that just have terrified me. Mm-hmm. Things I would not do if I didn't think they were good for me. And it was really just a fear that was irrational. And it was something that would be good for me if I got over it, you know? That was one of them. The other thing was scuba diving, which we also did. You forced yeah, me. <laughs> I did. <laughs> At that same time, too. Right before that, actually. It, w- it had to have been. It was before that. It was. It was earlier that same spring because we went and did the treasure hunt down so at So let's finish Hollow. talking about Ragnar and then let's talk about scuba diving. Okay. So, so Ragnar. trying new things. Yes, trying new things. things. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> It's like overwhelming thinking about it, but in such a good way. Yeah. These are good things. Like well, because it pushes us things. outside of our comfort zone. Because it's as too an easy adult, just to get caught in the same just, rut. I mean, when you go to public school or any school, really, I feel like the teachers are there to motivate, to push, to make you try new things that you would never do on your own. Um, but once you become an adult, you don't have those people there just pushing you and making you do these things that are hard all the time. I think a lot of times adults get into something, a pattern, a routine yeah. that's comfortable, and, and then they never stick with that. Because why leave it. not? Right. If it's comfortable, if it's beneficial to you, you know, or if at one time it helped you and now it's holding you back, but you don't even realize it, you know. Right. So, um, so we push ourselves outside uh, of that zone. all the time. It's so stressful <laughs> and so good. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we ran the race, and I did so good. You did. I did, did so good. I like, I, I think I got like a 12-minute mile. That's after training for a really long time. By the way, I think, <laughs> so there's 12 teammates. Every person on the team had to run three different legs. Uh-huh. And they had like, some of the... Some of the positions were easier, and some of them were a lot harder. I got a really easy one. I think they gave you the <laughs> easiest one. Yeah, because I was so nervous, and they're like, "It's okay, you'll be <laughs> able to do it." They were so sweet, so helpful, so kind, so like, encouraging. We gotta give Rebecca the easiest one because she's never done anything like this before. Yeah, I was like, "Ah, I'm gonna die." <laughs> I think it was. Didn't you do like 12 miles total over the course of both days? Uh, I think so. It was something close to a half marathon. Yeah. So, then she and April. After we got it all done, she's like, you guys, you basically just ran a half 